Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. My name is Aaron, and across the table from me today is a longtime friend of the show and uh, the first girl who I ever paid to take photos for me, I think, Miss Kaylee Steffel. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Kaylee. Thank you. That sounds really bad. That sounds. That would be paid to take photos of me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've, I've still got those photos available on my OnlyFans. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I think I need to get paid again for those. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the feet pics. You can, you, can, you can get royalties on those. Yeah. I need royalties for the Aaron Schilt photos. <laughs> so I like to start most of our episodes by uh, asking how we met. But before we do that, we have one bit of business. We both have a beer here. Let's open it on the mic. Hit it. Cheers. Cheers. So we're drinking uh, these beers out of uh, these nice koozies that New Belgium just sent us. They're, I don't even want to use a coo- the word as a koozie, but it's literally a sock. It is the cutest thing. It is a sock. It's a fat tire sock. But I mean, I it's love, for your beer. I love koozies. Paige would really love this. Yes, Paige would love this. <laughs> yeah. Multifunction. <laughs> but, but yep, we've got, our, uh, we've got our beer here. So Kaylee, do you remember how you and I met? No. I don't either. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think, so, the first, uh, so, I remember Tour Stop followed me on um, Instagram well before I met, like, probably a year before I moved to town, so, like, I kind of knew about it. Okay. Um, But I didn't, like, I didn't know you. Like, I didn't know who ran it. I didn't know really any of that, so I just kind of was like, oh, there's this t- round in town. And I think one of the first shows I went to at um, um, at uh, Belcourt was Belcourt Taps R.I.P. R.I.P. We do that every episode. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> um, yeah. So Belcourt Taps. Um, yeah, it was like I think Allie Dunn was playing. Oh, that sounds right. That would have been. Was that like fall of 2019? Yeah. So that mm-hmm. was like. She had that sing-along song, and I don't remember the name of it because she doesn't play it yeah, anymore. Yeah, we're out here living. Look at all these shits I'm giving. Some, yeah, yeah, I think that, that was one. it. Yeah. Um, and then Tori was playing. Tori, Tori Grace. Grace. Um, I-L-Y Tori. And then Jesse Wilson. I hung out with Jesse a lot. Like mm-hmm. We were always together. Like, Is the she first. an Ohio girl? No, she's from Alabama. So... Yeah, I we just met at Whiskey Jam and then it's cool. Hung out the first like four months, like all the time that we lived here before the pandemic hit. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> now I I try to remember how I've met everybody, but I honestly don't recall how you and I actually met each other. Honestly, it was probably just a drunken night at Belfast, yeah, um, which is the story of how we've met most people in this town. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, the one of the first nights that I remember talking to you was the night that you did that documentary or docu docu mm-hmm. series uh, about your hearing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think the patient that, point documentary. Yeah. yeah, and like I was sitting on the side, like over by the window, um, and I was with Tori, and yeah, that's like the first. So that was February of 2020. So that was right before the COVID shutdown. Yeah, were so- we not friends before COVID? No, we weren't. What? I think I think we became friends like during COVID, during COVID because of Belcourt being open. Yeah, and it was one of the only places where we could go be ourselves uninhibited. 
Yeah. Which was irresponsible looking back, but it is co- what it is. I didn't get COVID during COVID, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's so weird thinking back about how, like, it feels like a lifetime ago that we were crowded into those bars. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even, not eyes wide shut, but like, what what's the kind of speakeasy vibe? Just like, yeah. they were, officially were closed, but yeah. unofficially were like. Put your phones away. Yep. Just be cool. There's there's certain bars in town I won't talk about because we don't need yeah don't need that to be a thing. But um, <laughs> there were certain nights I would walk out the back door and um, it's because they were yeah quote unquote shut. R.I.P. Well, to the uh, the golden days, as it were. Yeah, I mean it was. It was the most prohibition we could have gotten. <laughs> it really was. Like. And I understand, like, I, I have a grandpa that has... One you know, way in, one way out. Yeah, I have a grandpa that, like, has a heart a heart issue. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was being cautious even though I was out. Even though we were out in a bar with 150, yeah. 200 people. I mean, I wasn't. I was... <laughs> like, those bars that I didn't know people, I was definitely wearing a mask. And, like, mm-hmm. that was, like, a problem with some people. And right. I, I was very kindly, like, told them, like, you can find a seat somewhere because... Like, this is how I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and if you have... Like, I remember early on, it might have been, like, July or something of 2020 after the shutdown had just ended. Yeah. I Someone took a photo of me with my mask pulled down, and I was just making a silly face with my tongue sticking out. Mm-hmm. And someone commented on it. And it was like, Aaron, masks are supposed to cover your face. And I was like, I'm smiling. Yeah. Let, it's like, just let me be happy for a second. I'll yeah. put it back on. COVID was like I I understand like COVID numbers are still a thing, but like that time period was just so it was decisive in that like I understand like the ramifications of it, right? But I also believe in like do what's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, don't put other people. There were a lot of it. people who weren't comfortable, so they stayed at home. That was fine. Yeah, like don't. I put, didn't care. Don't put other people at risk. Don't right. like. But also, don't be like, I got cornered one night because I was wearing a mask in a really? bar. Like, this this girl, I haven't seen her since, and I'm very thankful. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a thing, and I just kind of politely, like, I was, like, cornered. Like, like please like, leave me alone. Like, my back was against this, like, rail, and I'm like, hey, man, I, like, I understand you don't want me to wear a mask. That's on you. Like, that's a you thing. That's a you problem. Yeah, like, but, leave me the fuck alone. But also, I'm downtown right now, and, like, I'm not trying to... Like, I don't know these people. Right. So, I'm not going to be mad. If it was, like, if it had been you and 10 of your closest friends, yeah. that's a different story. That's a completely different... And then I tried to politely explain that, like, hey, right. like, this is why I wear one here and don't wear mm-hmm. one here, because I know everybody there. I know, like... I've been around everybody there, so... Yeah. Um, That's yeah. why those Belcourt Sundays were pretty chills, because it's like, it was always the same people. It's like, okay, yeah, so the sneeze guard shower curtain oh, is man, up. That, you remember the shower curtain? That shower curtain? <clears throat> there's, a, there's a rare breed of us who remember the shower curtain at Belcourt. That, yeah. was a, a, that was a different time. I kept saying that I wanted to just burn it, and... Um, they ended up just folding it up and left it in the office at Belcourt, and I don't. It's probably just stuffed into some yeah. cabinet at Cabana Taps now. 
Yeah, I don't know. that. I made the joke, and it didn't go over well. The joke did not go over well, because I guess they paid a lot of money for it, so... The, uh... <laughs> gosh, I remember, like, right after they they announced that we didn't have to do it, we were at a show, and I, I said, Mr. Gorbachev, take down that curtain! <laughs> and a bunch of people didn't get it. Will, do you get that joke? Yeah, that is a Cold War. That joke. is a Cold War joke from Ronald Reagan in yeah. 1989. Yep, um, it was tear down that wall about the Berlin Wall. So mm-hmm. uh, that is, that is, was even then a joke that some of the people in the bar were like, "What?" Yeah, that was funny. I mean, I'm, you were there. I was there. I I think I have a video of that somewhere. Really? Um, yeah, I've gotten a new phone since then, but yeah, your iPhone has rounded edges. It's what? It's because it doesn't have a case. Is that a new one? No, it's an 11. An 11? Yeah. Interesting. 11 Pro. The, the, I've got the 13 now, and it's got these weird, like, squared edges. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time, you know, I'm the photographer, so I take everybody's photo on their phones. Right. Um, because they're like, oh, you can take a photo on a camera. Here's a phone. Here's an iPhone. Here's something that's not as good. Yeah, and so I always get the phones handed to me, which I'm cool with. I don't care. Right. But... So I get to touch all the new phones, and I'm like, "This is a weird phone. What is wrong? This is like." Well, that was a good uh, a good segue. You're a photographer. Yes, that's your that's your bread and butter. That is. My you're bread you're and a full time photographer here in Nashville. Yeah. How did you get uh, How did you get started taking uh, photos? How did you get into photography originally? Um. So professionally, I got into it because, um, well, how I did was uh, there's a radio station back home called wqmx um they had all these like um like free shows and everything like with up-and-coming artists probably like 20 minutes from my uh my house so i would go out to those and just kind of practice that's cool um shake the hands um with you know whatever artist was in town um and just started that way like professionally but what really sparked the inspiration to do it was um, a Carrie Underwood show in like 2009 or 10. I was 15. <laughs> uh, I had this like really shitty Kodak point and shoot that. Nice. Like, I. The I, three megapixel yeah, camera. Like, and we were not close to the stage. So, <laughs> like, we were in this arena in Tempe, Arizona, like, all the way back. Like,. <laughs> Like where it's got the digital super zoom and yeah. it rasterizes the image really bad. Yeah, it was it was a it wasn't a thing that I would ever show anybody now. <laughs> um, I guess we've all got to start somewhere. Oh yeah, that was so. I mean, that Christmas, my my parents got me like a Kodak camera, and um, that's kind of where it started. Um, and it was like like I said, it was just a point and shoot. Um, and I was just like so enamored because Carrie Underwood's probably one of the best entertainers in country music like i don't care what anybody says like <laughs> you'll take that one to the grave i will i will die on that hill because <laughs> she she just she knows her angles she knows like she knows how to put together an incredible show mm-hmm. and she's like other than like miranda lambert like she's one of the only like women of this generation that has consistently put on an incredible tour right so like every time, every time, like in country music, I'm not speaking on pop or anything like that, but right. like in country, true music, country music, yeah, in country music, she's one like, and every year she gets up there on CMA Fest and just crushes. <laughs> so like, um, 
It, yeah, like I mean, the, that show was the I think the play on tour. Okay, and she was like <laughs> going around the entire arena in this blue pickup truck. That was like it was like she was singing, but you, I would have been scared if I was up there. Like she was singing on the hood of a truck. No, no, no. it was like she was in the back of the truck. Okay. So I don't know how to explain it, but like it's a truck going through the air, going around the entire arena. This sounds safe. And she's like harnessed in or whatever, and like singing in the back of this truck. (laughs) It is the most country thing. Yeah, it is. Like, and then yeah, so like that was I'm like, oh crap, this is awesome. Like, I wish I had like a (laughs) You had a transcendent moment. Yeah, I'm like, I wish I had like a decent camera to like To like actually take a photo of this. What was your first quality camera? Um. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Will pulled up the uh, Carrie Underwood play on to her flying truck. Yeah, you get it now. Yeah, it is a. It was a massive truck. It's a that is a big ass truck, and it's got Carrie branded into the back of it. Yeah, that's cool. And and she she's a very petite woman, so she's just like kind of like in the middle. (laughs) So, what was your first camera that first camera that took like decent? photos was a nikon d3100 okay which is like a a really basic entry like consumer type mm-hmm. so there's something that we can talk about what's the what what are some of the things that w- can be like the the points of a beginner's quality camera like that what what makes it better than like the point and shoot um i would just say the sensor Okay. The sensor is like how much like light can be let in and everything. Your your aperture, yeah. your your f stop. Yeah, I mean the sensor is essentially what it is because of how many megapixels are. I don't know how to really <laughs> <laughs> explain it, but yeah. So it's it's the sensor. Okay. And the I I would assume the more expensive a camera gets, the more of a high quality sensor they all have. Yeah. It's it's kind of alien to me because. I have a, uh, I think it's a Canon Rebel R7 or something. Yeah, you take and good photos with it's, that. It's a fine camera. It does what I need it to do. I've mm-hmm. got a Nifty 50 lens on it. Nifty 50. That was me. And that was a Brandon Ellis and uh, Kaylee Steffel uh, yes, it was. recommendation there. The Nifty 50 changed my photo game. Yeah. Like, I've I've got a couple others now, and that's the only one I use. Yeah. I mean, well, because those base lenses that are in them, like, the aperture is just for lack of better terms, trash. Like mm-hmm. you're you're doing outdoor stuff with that. Like I yep. think I think most of the base like ones come at like three point five or higher. Mm-hmm. And like you're in, like if you're in a low light situation, aka all music venues, yeah, every music venue ever. Like you're you're not going to get low enough like of, of an aperture um, to like or a wide open enough aperture to. Um, so what are, for for people who aren't uh, photographers? What are the th- the three different points of a camera that you adjust in uh unison together to get a good shot um so it's your iso um your aperture and then um your shutter speed and each of those do similar things with uh, adjusting the uh, light yeah coming into the camera correct yes correct but uh using each one in a different way will affect the photo quality yes correct 
which is again something I didn't know. Yeah. So I was playing everything at whatever it is, like 6,400 on my ISO. Yeah. And then I started getting these photos, which were staged well. The super grainy. Super grainy. Yeah. And I was like, why do they look so shitty? Yeah. And then it might have been you, I forget who said, your ISO is as high as it can go. Like, yeah. It's like no wonder you're having to use a 1200 shutter speed. Like, yeah. <laughs> bring it, bring it down, and then it's like, it's like, oh. So I've kind of, I've kind of got a an, an eye for it now to get decent photos yeah. at, at my rounds. And of course, I'm not a pro photog. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of like because you go into so many different lighting situations. It's it's a lot of a guessing game, but it's an educated guessing game. Right. You're a professional because, like, you've been with this camera for this many you know years Mm -hmm. you've you've learned you you know your your ways like your the technical way to take a photo right um if you're like did you have official training or are you an entirely like self-taught photographer i'm entirely self-taught really how did you how did you learn or was it all trial and error um it was a lot of trial and error but like I also grew up during the YouTube, mm-hmm. like, generation. We are YouTube kids. Yeah, like, the YouTube generation is just, like, and, and also, like, I feel like it kind of plays hand-in-hand hand with, like, our parents mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because, like, I feel like a lot of, like, our parents um, were kind of, like, if you want to learn something, you know, kind of pull right. yourself up by the bootstraps, go learn it. Because, like... right. You know, I remember having to tell my dad, and it wasn't that long ago. I told my dad that you could YouTube search almost anything, mm-hmm. like how to fix your lawnmower, <laughs> and he was floored. He's yeah. like, "There's this website. It teaches <laughs> me how to make cookies and change the oil yeah. in my car." I was like, "Yeah, man. Yeah. You can also watch cartoons and German anime porn. Like, <laughs> it's like you can find anything on YouTube." <laughs> yeah i mean my parents knew all that like really yeah because like my dad is not technically savvy because me and my brother used to like just do like stupid little videos and stuff and like my parents have always been really supportive of my like okay. creative like side like they bought my ca- like they bought my first like camera home video stuff yeah, like camcorder life yeah like and you know my whole family my entire life has really um you know my aunt got me like Polaroids and mm-hmm. like, um, cause she was like big into the Goodwill thing. So she would like go to Goodwill and like find us like something and right. like be like, oh, here, like, and that was awesome. Like, I loved when my aunt went to Goodwill because like we would get something like right. cool. So she, she would buy Polaroids and everything. And my grandpa gave me an original Polaroid 600, which is really hard to find now. Right. So I've got these, like, I think they're a version of a Polaroid on my wall here. Caroline Delone has a little uh, oh, image yeah. printer that connects to her phone and it prints yeah. these little two by one and a half or whatever is they a are. Polaroid. That what? is that's that's a Polaroid um like patent thing. Yep. It's a it's a cute little thing. I like the uh, the instantaneous thing of being able to uh, take a picture and then have it. Yeah. Have I, it think, right there. I think Polaroid and Kodak have Polaroids like, are actually part of our tour stop brand look. Like that's in yeah. that's involved in yeah. a lot of our stuff. Yeah, it's the the Instagram, you mm-hmm. guys have that little for sure. Um, I think what last year or the year before you guys started that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been uh, been a little over a year now that I, that's been part of our part of our look online. Yeah, 
the I don't know why. I think I just learned how to do it in, in Photoshop, <laughs> and I was so impressed that I learned how to use that tool. And I was like, I'm going to do this on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, when I first learned how to do that, um, I'm not really – I'm not a graphic designer, but, like, I took, you know, graphic design classes and stuff in high school. Um, when I first learned how to do that, I made, like, five photos of Reggie Bush. <laughs> Like, in different aspects of his career. And then I would tweet them at him. There you go. Uh, and he, he saw the one. It was saw, like, by, like, he retweeted it or whatever. This is, like, 2012. But um, <laughs> it was a what long. A life. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But um, <laughs> he was like, oh, this is cool. And, I like, I was so stoked that, like, he had, like, one point whatever million <laughs> followers. When, when a celebrity likes a tweet of yours, you're like, I made it. Well, that was, Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> here I come. That was, like, me and, like. You know, 2012, 2000. I was like, what, 18? Like We're the same age, right? I'm yeah. 28, you're 28? Yeah, I just turned 28 in August. Hey, so I'm Ew. a year older than you. I turned 29 here in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Or from the, when this oh, comes out, yeah, it, it November, might be a couple what, of days. No, it's November 11th. 13th. Oh, I was about to say 11th or 13th. Yep, so I'm right, right there on the cusp of 29, right at the end of my 20s, man. Uh, you know, the Aaron Schill birthday parties are... <sighs> Well, let's let's just re- recount some some birthday party. Do we want to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we so really want you to? You weren't at my 26th birthday party. You didn't live here yet. No. 27th birthday party was uh the infamous Alley Taps night. Yeah. Uh what do you remember about Alley Taps? Well, I was also drinking very heavily, but um I remember so I was taking photos yes, and like you were <sighs> documenting my night. As I was drinking, you know, Jack and Cokes all night. Like, yes. I think I drank five Jack and Cokes that night. Uh-huh. Sounds and, about right. Because um, I think, also, I might want to admit this now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you told me that I could get whatever on your tab. So I just kept going up and getting Jack and Cokes all <laughs> night. And I was like, oh, it's on Aaron or whatever. <laughs> they, <laughs> and, they gave me a tab there for a while. It was sweet. Yeah. So I just kept going up and I was like, I think Stevie was behind the bar. And I was like, so um, can I get another Jack and Coke? <laughs> and like by the end of the night, like those photos were not great. <laughs> Photos were not great. I was trying my best, but and you're um, like, I'm too drunk to see through the lens. Yeah, I mean, that was the last time I drank while I was on the job because <laughs> let me tell you, that was my favorite mm. collection of photos from the night were you taking pictures of me and Paige Rose doing shots over <laughs> FaceTime with her mom. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that's probably, yeah, you were. So that was that was that night you were tallying on your arm? Yes, I had 18 drinks yeah. before I lost my pen. Yeah. So there's no telling what happened after that. So I come in, it's five o'clock, and I got there early because like we were friends, but like you had hired me. So right. I was like, I need to get there early, whatever. By the time I got there, you had already like three or four on your arm mm-hmm. and i was like i looked at you i'm like aaron what is that and you're like oh this is how many drinks i've had and i was like oh boy i'm like this is the night we're gonna have all right <laughs> so i and, i don't remember much about that night and then um at the the end or whatever i was still taking photos <laughs> well you guys were under the sign of printer's alley Yes. Yeah. And I then remember I taking one in, in the alleyway. Yeah. And I look surprisingly 
You didn't look composed. You did not look like you had like nearly twenty drinks. I didn't look like I had almost achieved alcohol poisoning. I mean, yeah, and then I think the reason I didn't is because I definitely went and threw up in a urinal. That's fair. <laughs> that, that is fair. Um, no, I, I think Brandon took you home. Brandon Ellis, shout out, and uh, Dylan Underhill. They they yeah. got me. And see, the funny part, if you want to call it funny, was uh, they took my keys and they're like, hey, <laughs> obviously you're not driving. And I was like, yeah. obviously not. <laughs> you're like, um, and, that, was, that was like 20 uh, drinks ago, and sir. And they, uh, they started driving me home. And I was like, don't take me home. I, I'm not <laughs> staying at home. And I, I was like trying to get them to the house of this dog I was watching. <laughs> But I was too drunk to convey the fact that it's like, I'm not staying at my house right now. I'm yeah. dog-sitting. Yeah. Here is the address of the house I'm dog-sitting. And I was like, I'll tell you how to get there. Just, I'll, just, I'll, and they're like, no. So uh-huh. let, we stopped on the road, and they're like, all right, bud, <laughs> sally up, like pony up, like yeah. figure out the address we're going to. Yeah. And eventually they got me home to the place where I was supposed to be. And I woke up about 5.30 in the morning Yeah, with the office playing and pizza rolls. <laughs> that is the most on, just on, on brand. On my chest. No plate. I just I, – I, I guess I cooked them and then <laughs> waited for them to cool and just carried them all loose yeah. in my arm and fell asleep with them like cradled on my gut and i woke up and i was like this is the most on brand thing it is so on brand if if anybody knows you that is the most on brand aaron so, Schilb moment i've ever the, heard of that was the 27th birthday the 28th birthday was at cabana i showed up for like maybe 20 minutes um i wasn't as drunk at that birthday no you were you were decently i was there like and I my re- body was there i remember like because i was just like I don't know. I was in a weird space. So I was just like, I'm going to go show up, support, and then I'm going to go home. And um, so I show up and you were you were pretty drunk at that point. And um, I literally t- turned to everybody and I was like, I don't care who takes him home, but please somebody take him home. Caroline DeLone took me home that night. And Eli told me, Eli Gable told me he was going to take you home. So I'm like, okay, Eli's like the most responsible guy I have He's ever. like a golden retriever. Like he, he he's a good boy. He doesn't drink like that. And that's fine. Like He I, is uh, cut and dry as yeah, it were. Yeah. Like he, I, I knew for a fact that he would be the most responsible in that room. So mm-hmm. I was like, I literally, I looked at him, I'm like, Eli, just make sure Aaron gets home safely. That's all I care about. And then I left, so. So what happened is we stayed pretty late there at Cabana. It was probably midnight or so. Yeah. And I made the announcement, hi, I got an Uber, (laughs) and I'm going to go home. And I I gave everybody my goodbyes, (laughs) and I walked outside, and Dennis Quaid was there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dennis yeah. Quaid was yeah. at my birthday yeah, last Dennis, year. I did see Dennis Quaid there. Yep. Seen, so I've I went and Dennis drunkenly around. introduced myself to him and said, "I loved you in the Rookie, man." I think I was there for <laughs> yeah. that. And um, yeah, you were. You were I, outside yeah. when that happened. Yeah. And I lied about getting an Uber, and I walked down the street to Villager <laughs> Tavern and started playing darts. But I was too drunk to play darts, so I started throwing them, and none of them were hitting the board. And I was like, "Nope." I can't do this. So I just yeah. I just left a full beer and uh, the bartender's like, are you leaving? I was like, I'm out of here, man. He goes, you didn't drink your beer. And I was like, nope. 
It's not happening. So I went back and sat down at Cabana, and Caroline goes, didn't you get an Uber home? And I was like, I lied. <laughs> I lied. She goes, wait, how are you getting home? And I was like, I'm going to sleep in my car. She goes, no, fuck, you're not. Just yeah. like, get in my car. And she drove me home. Yeah. Thank you, Caroline DeLone. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Quaid, I've seen him. I've seen him around. Tw- he lives here. Twice. I didn't realize he lived here until like the second time. Um, I saw him at Whiskey Jam once. Yeah, it was Paige Rose's. There was Paige Rose. It was Paige Rose's Whiskey Jam, and the only reason I know that is because there was. Um, I was there. I was taking. I wasn't really doing anything. I was like, take quote unquote taking video, but mm-hmm. that video never saw the light of day because. <laughs> well, it was like, um, it was just like on a cell phone, like, right? And like, obviously, like when you're doing something like that, like you would rather have something. That is like on an actual pro camera. shot. Yeah, on an actual camera, and um, yeah, Brandon had just like given me the thing, and he was like, "Hey, you want to do this?" Like, because right. he was taking photos, and I'm like, "All right." Sure. <laughs> so I was standing there with like uh, Clayton, um, Tommy, Clayton Man, yeah, Clayton Tommy Man, O'Keefe, Tommy O'Keefe. I think Joey Dodonna was there. I haven't seen that fella in a minute. Yeah, Joey Dodonna base. Yeah, he uh he's been out on the road and stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. There was like a whole group of us and they like these boys were like Dennis. Quaid. We fangirled Paige Rose real hard that night. Yeah, and but these boys were like hey, like Dennis Quaid is behind <laughs> behind us right now. And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Like and so they they're like, "Yeah, like Dennis Quaid is, you know, right right there. And I'm like, all right. I was like, I'm the only one that it wouldn't look weird if we took a video. And right. I'm like not that person at all. Like I am around fairly well-known people often and I don't like do that. But Flex. I mean, <laughs> I just kind of. Flex. But anyways, like. I'm surrounded I mean, by celebrities quite often. I mean, I'm, I don't know how to say it, but like. I mean, I just normally mind my own business while right. I walk, walk by or whatever and, and don't say much. I mean, if, living here, obviously, like, you're bound to see some famous people. Right. They're around. They live here. Yeah, they live here. Like, it's their home, too. So, like, I normally just leave them alone. Like, the weirdest part about my knowledge is I know where Kelsey Ballerini lives. <laughs> just, like, I have her home address. Maybe. And it's it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Just be like, every time I drive to my friend's house, I'm like... And you're Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I feel like, well, I live um, closer to Brentwood. So, I mean, gotcha. Br- Brentwood is like the place. That's where they are. Yeah. I mean, that's. There's room and it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, you know, you're bound to see somebody there, you know. Right. Um, But I, nor- I normally never do this, but these boys were just kept harping on the fact that Dennis Quaid was sitting behind him. So I just did like this little quick pan of like two seconds. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be sneaky, sneaky. And like Tommy is dancing because he was he he was like ready. He was like dancing, but he like made his arm like really skinny, and this man's already skinny, so it really, you know. But <laughs> he like just kind of like danced like a certain way so that it would just like throw a So glance. that you could catch him in the background. Yeah. Of it uh, without just, being like TMZ. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, like, I never posted that. Like, right. it's just like sitting on my phone, but like, it was funny. I was just like, you know. Funny uh, celebrity sightings in Nashville. Yeah, I mean. Let's come back to that. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. 
again. We're back with the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. Kaylee Steffel, photographer friend of mine, is sitting across the table from me today. And we were just talking about uh, a, a celebrity sighting that we, we both got to experience with Dennis Quaid being at my birthday. But <laughs> like she said, there are a lot of celebrities here in Nashville. And there are. from time to time, you do uh, you do just happen upon them. Yeah. So, Kaylee, can you give us a, a story of a celebrity who you happened upon? Uh, and if you did you fangirl no so um there was like this like 2020 there was a um it wasn't really a happened upon like i kind of figured he would be there but um Mm -hmm. there was like some charity event or whatever at tin roof on demumbrian and you know you see these posters all the time and you don't you're like you don't really think anything of it right um and i walked in and I think if you like brought a toy or something, it was during Christmas time. If you brought a toy, you would get like a photo or like you could talk to. I don't know what like the necessarily what was um, the thing, but if you brought a toy, you'd get in this line or whatever to meet Randy Travis. That's cool. And so I didn't bring a toy. I was like, I'm really poor. Like I was like, I was honestly there to take photos like, I was just trying to build a portfolio, you know, kind of shake hands, mm-hmm. do the Nashville thing or whatever of like, hi, I'm Kaylee. I'm new here. Please take me seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the hardest part of being here. Fresh. Honestly, yeah. Like you, you have to like, you have to do the seven nights a week, like when yep. you first move here. But um, so I walk in and literally just walk right past Randy Travis and I look over and mind you, I grew up on country yep. music so like i know who randy travis is and i look over and i'm like oh my god oh oh okay <laughs> um and just kind of i was like the whole time in my head you know like the nashville rule is you don't you don't you don't bother you know right. anybody who's of of a stature or whatever like you don't want to be that guy yeah you don't be that guy like don't like i've seen that happen so many times just and i'm like bro like leave people alone like they're just you know, they're here. They're just people. They're just people. They're just trying to live here. Like, that's all. Like, they're trying to, like, they're trying to go out for a night with friends or they're trying, like. Sleep. And they don't want to, they, they're not, I don't want to say they aren't, but for the most part, I don't think they're going out to get bothered. No. To, to be like, I'm a celebrity. Yeah. For the most part, like, people aren't, like. like Chris Young doesn't go to Doghouse just to get recognized. He goes because it's his bar and he does get recognized. Yeah. I mean. He he's you know his thing is Demumbrian, but like, um, maybe we shouldn't say that. But um, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we 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 heart you, Chris Young. Chris Young, come be on the podcast. Like you, you're a really cool guy because, yeah, you just kind of sit there, mind your own business. So Randy Travis, let's yeah. see. I saw Randy Travis once at a whiskey jam, but uh, I I don't. I didn't grow up on country music, so it wasn't quite as big of a deal for me. Yeah. But uh, I did grow up on uh, NBC television. <laughs> and in uh, 2009, I started watching this show called Heroes. Yeah. And uh, the cheerleader girl was ah, a, a big uh, a big Panetier. part of my sexual awakening <laughs> as, a, as a young man. <laughs> and Hayden Panettiere was the actress who played that. And when I first moved to Nashville, I was so poor that I was taking extra work on the whatever it was. And like the Nashville, it was the Nashville TV show that I got called in to do once. And what happened is 
I was supposed to be like a blur in the background <laughs> of a radio studio and blonde blur back yeah i was just gonna be a a blur in the background (laughs) and i was like sweet i get 80 bucks for that hell yeah yeah. and uh, i remember sitting in like the (laughs) the extra holding area and then hayden walked into the room and i immediately started getting like cold sweats i was like oh my god (laughs) she's here she's here and then She's she goes and acts and stuff, yeah. and we're just sitting there. And then my scene comes up where I'm supposed to walk in the background. Yeah, and the like featured actor who was playing the radio producer kept ducking out of frame from the camera. I don't know why. I don't oh. know why an actor would do that. That is weird. But he kept ducking out of frame, and he was ruining the takes. So the director goes, "You ducking out of frame? Get the fuck off my set." You, blur in the background, sit where he was. And I was like, me? Okay. Wait, so is there a is there a, an episode of Aaron Schill? So I got Nashville? to be on Nashville season six, episode one. Hold on. Let's let's write that down. What is that? I was on Nashville season six, episode one called New Strings because this director kicked off the featured actor <laughs> and I sit down on set. They give me a script. They put me in makeup. It's like... I was like, oh, shit, I'm about to be on TV. And then the director comes up and goes, okay, so Hayden is going to be standing next to you. Do not speak to the actress unless the actress speaks to you. It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay. So I'm sitting there in a room by myself. And then Hayden Panettiere comes in and sits directly next to me. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she goes, it's really hot in here, isn't it? I was like, you talk to me. I'm allowed to talk to you now, right? <laughs> and she goes, what? I'm like, yeah, the director told me not to talk to you. She goes, fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> so, so I just sat there, and I got to talk to her, and she was feeling sick and stuff, so we didn't yeah. chit-chat. But it was like a, 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 a moment of my life was made better <laughs> because some dude ducked out of frame, and I ended up being in four episodes of the show because of that. Like, and thanks, sir. I'm, I'm in the finale of the series. We filmed it at the Ryman. Excuse me, what? Yeah, we filmed it at the Ryman. And like, I'm on stage at the Ryman in season six, episode 16. I think. All right. So, how have I known you for like three years and <laughs> never knew this? Like, we are in a group chat together. We are in like, like. Well, you know, when you're successful, it's, uh, it's rude to brag. I mean, <laughs> sir. <laughs> But yeah, I was in the finale and we filmed it at uh, at the Ryman and I got to stand next to Lynn and Stella the whole time. <laughs> There's another one. Yeah, I mean. But I yeah, I've, I've had my, my share of celebrity sightings, but that was one of the uh, the more exciting versions of it because I was like three months into Nashville. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm on TV now. I qualified for SAG-AFRA. I guess there I'm going to go. be a screen actor now. Do you have? Are you in the union then? I I didn't. You have to pay union dues, and I was so poor back then. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> but uh, I could have. Could you now, or do you? Have I couldn't to- now. Okay. It's expired. You have to like. I think you have to act in so many things per year to qualify. Gotcha. And I, I didn't. <laughs> I'm not an actor. I don't care. But it was crazy because a friend of mine who is an actor out in Los Angeles, he 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 I, he saw me on TV, and he's like, "Dude, what you experienced is what." Tens of thousands of actors <laughs> in Los Angeles beg to God for yeah, just to have happen. And he's like, you didn't even care. I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> that was his his polite way of saying, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fuck you, Aaron. Like, yeah, that, that was his polite way of saying, screw you, man. Um, yeah. So I was on four episodes of Nashville. 
Like, yeah, that was that. That's what that was. That was a polite way of of, of telling me to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I feel him. I understand. Um, if it was you, you would just tell me to politely fuck off. I mean, I'm not even an actor, and I would tell you to fuck <laughs> off. Like, I would just be like, "Hey, Aaron, I don't give a shit. What, Get what out of my on. face. Yeah." <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> so there's there's a I, I keep a, a note on my phone with all the celebrities that I've run into oh, over Lord, the years. I don't do that, but I, it's it's kind of conceited. I I will admit, but people ask. They're like, "Oh my God, do you live in Nashville? Have you ever seen a celebrity?" And I'm like, "Yes, actually, I have a list." So we'll, I'll I'll just do a quick read through here of the celebrities that after I've, you, I've after you do that. I have a funny one from the other night. I've got Hayden Panettiere, Lynn Stella, Charles Eston. That was all for Nashville. Oh yeah. No. Uh, John Oates of uh, Hall, Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. I was about to say that's Hall you and Oates. You make right? my dreams come yeah. true. He's a small man. He's like 5'2". Oh, oh, good Lord. I towered over him. I would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also I met a uh, – you might not know, but he's a famous banjo player named Bella Fleck. He was, I do uh, not know him. He's he's a as as far as famous banjo players go, he's pretty famous. Um, I met Gavin DeGraw, Chris Young, Ben Rector, Vince Gill, Anderson East, Randy Travis, John Paul White. I drove the band Postmodern Jukebox in a lift once. Like <laughs> I took them, I took them to a rehearsal. Uh, I sat next to Dan Arbach of the Black Keys at a comedy show. Ohio stand up. Yeah, I... He's from my hometown. I remember... Oh, is he really? Yeah, the Black Keys are from Akron. Yeah, so I sat next to him the whole time, and I think that the other guy in the band was there with him. Yeah. But uh, that's that's his name. There's Dan Arbach and yeah. the other guy in the Black Keys. I mean, yeah, they're... they're there's a lot of people from um, – there's a lot of rock bands from my hometown. Like. Is, you're, you're from Akron, born and raised? Yeah. I thought you were from elsewhere. I knew you were a, an Ohio girl. So, yeah, I'm from Akron, um, but I grew up in Mesa, Arizona. Right. So, like – but I spent most of my life now um, in in Ohio, so. Right. Let's see. I've got I've got a couple of more here. Dennis Quaid. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then my most recent celebrity sighting was Casey Musgraves. Oh yeah, you you She you was told at a tour stop that. show. Yeah, you told us about that. You literally were like, um, guys. <laughs> the the funniest part about Casey Musgraves being at Nashville Tour Stop wasn't that Casey Musgraves was at Nashville Tour Stop. It's that I walked into the show and I go up to my friend and was like, dude, you see that smoking hot chick outside? Oh good lord. And uh I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to her. And my friend goes, "You do that. You you go introduce yourself to that hot girl outside." And I was like, "I I will go do that." He goes, "Yeah, you go do that." And I was like, "Why are you saying it like that?" He goes, "Dude, that's Casey Musgraves. You can't talk to her." It's <laughs> like, "What? Oh, oh." And then I got it double taken. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can't talk to her." <laughs> There she are was, levels to this. You yes. are not. I, I I am not allowed to talk to her. She also had a man that was like 6'4", wearing <laughs> a, a bomber jacket with an embroidered tiger on it. And I was like, this guy definitely. Might be security. So, this guy uh, definitely could beat me up. So I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to encroach on territory here. Yeah. No, I don't have a list or anything. Um, Off the top of your head, who have you, uh, who have you run into or met or gotten to work with? Um, So. I mean, I don't really talk about who I work with because that's just You don't want to flex? No, that's just like I don't know. It's more of a privacy like a privacy issue type right. thing. Like I don't wanna be out there, you know. You could obviously go to my social media and see like people or whatever, <laughs> but like I just don't talk about it. Um 
out of respect. But um, I'd say um, I saw. Hold on, Chris Young. Everybody sees Chris Young. Yeah, that's um, a very that's a very common. That's Nashville like a very sighting. yeah. That's a very Nashville thing. Is Chris Young um, Midtown Nashville? He's he's yeah. around. He lives up there, right? I don't know where that man lives. <laughs> you clearly know where these people live. So maybe yeah, we I'll should... keep a Rolodex of the celebrities' <laughs> home addresses. I'll send them my Christmas card. Maybe we should like come down a little bit on this, Aaron. Like you have a list. You're out here t- saying you know where people live. Um, uh, yeah. So no, Chris Young, obviously Randy Travis, as I said. Um, that's really I. I don't like as far as outside of work. Right. Things like I don't really run into a lot of like, I guess you would say. So are you getting hired by the artists or their teams directly or are you like working for the venue or for the for a for a show or for a festival or something? How does that work? So a little bit of everything. Okay. Like a lot a lot of my clientele that like are artists that hire me are like um, up and coming um, artists. And then I have um, I freelance for um, a thing called uh, a website called exclusive access and um that's what i've been doing a lot lately cool Um, and that's you know getting me um with you know big big names or however you want to say it um obviously my my goal isn't necessarily big names it's more so like just my passion is to take photos and to document things and a good photo is a good photo regardless of who's the subject yeah like that's my opinion on it like whether you're shooting um somebody you know, just breaking into the industry or you're shooting like, let's say Carrie Underwood at CMA Fest. Right. Like it, it really, it's, you know, it's the same in a lot of ways because you're technically still, you know, it's it, just a person in front of a camera. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I did freak out taking photos of Carrie Underwood, <laughs> not going to lie there. Like, um, that was, that was a really cool moment. Obviously like it's a full circle moment for me. Mm-hmm. Like that was like one of the first people that, really kind of sparked it in my mind that that's, that's cool. what I wanted to do. And then um, I did exclusive access, um, CMA Fest for exclusive access. And um, obviously Carrie Underwood was playing um, CMA Fest. So that was a cool moment. I literally walked over the bridge <laughs> at the end of that night um, to go get, to get my car. Nick, I made it. I'm walking down Broadway. It was completely shut down because it's shut down during CMA Fest all the days. Um and I just was like looking around the city and it was like the moment that I was like, holy shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just took photos of Carrie Underwood. Yeah. And like a- you 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 take a photo of them, you see them in real life and you're like, oh, my God, you're a human. Yeah. You I exist. Mean- <laughs> you exist. IRL. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Carrie Underwood was one of like the bucket list artists, of course. Right. So, um. Of course, maybe one day I'll, you know, maybe I'll be on that team. I don't know. Um, knock on wood. Let's hope so. Yeah, knock on wood. I, you know, I don't know. It's... So for young photographers who might be listening, uh, what are some what are some bits of advice you can offer up, whether it be technical or uh, business wise? Because being a freelancer, being a contractor like you can mm-hmm. be uh, feast and famine. There's times you have to weather both storms so can you can you give any advice to young photographers who might be listening i have talked about this a lot recently i actually have a tiktok in my drafts about this (laughs) um so you know some some months you're obviously you're going to do really well like in other months you're going to be on uber you're going to be doing the the side hustle more than you're actually doing the hustle 
and the hustle. I mean, it, it is like you're, you know, in the end, like you're working for yourself. It is like you're, it is feast or famine. Like yep. you're either going to do really well and you're going to make money, or you're going to have to find other ways to subsidize, subsidize while you're trying to yep. make it happen. And um, I feel like a lot of times people don't view photographers in the same or or creatives in general in the same way that they um, view like the artists, like the songwriters. Okay. Because, yeah, we do make like, you know, a set amount of money or whatever per show. And, you know, songwriters are getting pennies on the dollar. Like I get that there's like differences, but you still have to work up that clientele. You Mm -hmm. still have to. Um, really build up your credibility to be able to get those jobs that pay well yeah build up your that's exactly it is credibility like um and a lot of that is like just being a good person don't be an asshole we preached that on this podcast many times like um i think and that's why i do well um and why i'm doing well right now um and really building towards um a, a long career in this is because uh, when I first moved to town, I was just very much, all right, you have to be out seven nights a week. Don't be a dick. Like, just go up. Rule number one. Yeah, like, be a genuine human being. Like, when you're going up to an artist, you you need to be genuine. People see right through the... They smell shit yeah, from a mile away. Yeah, they, they see right through the whole facade of, I want to, you know, I, you know, I'm like whatever like i just want to build with you or something like that like that's like the biggest thing is like you're building with people right they need to be able to trust you Mm -hmm. so be trustworthy be reliable be a genuine person like just basic human things like don't be a dick be nice like be reliable like i don't like i don't that's something that i i I hate to say a lot of especially for young songwriters they don't get people who are fresh off the boat in nashville don't understand it's like okay you might have been hot shit in your hometown yeah pony up because it's about to get hard well yeah and like the the one thing that i've noticed and i don't go out very much anymore um is like when i'm out I can definitely tell the people that think they are better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And like, the, the, you'll just be sitting there minding your own business and people just are like walking by with their nose up. And I'm like, bro, you're going to get nowhere. Yep. Like, you can't, you can't be full of yourself. Nashville is such a community. Right. That if you come to town and you are the person that everybody's like, oh, she, she or he or whatever is, you know, being mean to people. No one's like, no matter how talented you are, no one's gonna want to work. No one with wants you. to be around mean people. Yeah, like no one wants to work with somebody that like, oh, they're they're just here like they're they're here to use you as a stepladder. Right. And I I as a promoter, being in my position, booking shows at so many places, I have to keep a pretty high guard up from that. Yeah. Because people will. And I don't want to say it's just women because it's certainly not, but yeah. there are definitely women who've used the whole like I'm a cute girl, yeah. book me, I'll flirt with you, book me on your show. So I have to be really careful about stuff like that. Well, and yeah. it's it's because I don't want that to become an acceptable currency mm-hmm. for what's otherwise just a professional business. Yeah, and if you have if you start letting those honestly like personal isms into mm-hmm. it. You start getting a, a stink about you, and then yeah. people will. 
I mean, you and I have talked about it before. There's there's people who, if you get a bad rep, it is hard to get that to go away. Because everyone knows everyone. Yep. And if you don't think that they know somebody, they know somebody. They, it's it's hard to get rid of that that bad rep, and it can go away. It can. Like if you're, you know, not being a dick. If you quit being an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, you know, people aren't people aren't genuinely out to get you. Like they're just kind of like. you're going to get the reflection of what you're you're getting. Right. You reap what you sow. Yeah. Well, uh, that we kind of started covering it already, but I wanted to ask you, like, what are what are some of the things that you would uh, like? What's a list of things not to do if you're new to Nashville? Like, what are what are some of these like oh no's like things to avoid or behaviorisms that are more than just don't be a dick? Like, are there professional things beyond personality? Like, yeah, um, don't cheat on your taxes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they got 80,000 new IRS <laughs> agents. You better not be cheating on those taxes. They coming for you. <laughs> they coming for you. Um, <laughs> all 80,000 of them <laughs> coming for you. Um, no, uh, I would say one thing is value other people's time. That's a great, great point. Um, like don't don't be the person that's like I know the joke is every artist is late. Like I know that I know it's a joke. I know that like all of my friends like we go to places and like let's say with you know our friend group we're late. That's different right. than if you're coming to a professional a meeting. business meeting. Like I cannot stand when like I will get there early or like sometimes i'm i'm running late but it's because like traffic or something like that mm-hmm. i'm not intentionally being late right it's not negligence yeah like i i just really hate when people don't value my time and that also stems into um the photography aspect or like the content creation part of that is don't ask for a discount don't Ever ask your me. rates are what your rates yeah, are. Yeah, my rates are what my rates are. You're um, not going to go to a Target and pick no. up whatever and be like, "Hey, so I actually only have eighty <laughs> percent of the cost of this." So is that yeah. cool? And like, so I let me just say this though: if you're friends with them, they might work with. They you. They might flex with you. Might work within your budget, but don't go to a new person and just be like, "Hey, like, this is what I have." Well, cool. That's great. Um, come back to me when you have at least. <laughs> closer to where i'm you know i can meet you in the middle i can't meet you at like um one time and i again i'm not gonna name names or talk shit about anybody one time that somebody like i did a two-hour photo shoot a two-hour photo shoot it's a long shoot that is a long shoot that is a lot of work that'll Um, that'll turn out dozens of photos yeah that's that is a long ass photo shoot normally my photo shoots are done in like an hour hour and a half like they're they're done, you know, in a in a fairly efficient mm-hmm. time frame because no one's got time to just be out there for that long. And if they do, they're gonna pay you really well, right? Like they're paying you day rates or they're paying, you know. Um. So like it was a two hour photo shoot for like um uh like a cover or something like that. It was like a an actual like commercial piece of of work, right? And this person gets in my car. After a two-hour photo shoot, I was, you know, taking them back to their car real quick. And um, says, so I owe you $50, right? Mm-hmm. And I laughed audibly because, <laughs> one, that's disrespectful. 
no, you do not owe me $50. Like, that is so disrespectful because, like, you're thinking two hours of photos. That's going to be at least, what, a couple more hours? A couple more hours of at least just sorting through them. Culling, editing, like, um, putting them into, like, whatever way you're going to deliver them, like, and making sure everything looks fine um, and, you know, getting the promo stuff together. And it's a commercial piece. Right. There is the licensing fees. There is the, you know, so, um, yeah, that did not go over well. Um, no longer friends with that person, but it's it's a hard lesson to learn. Right. It's like, and ever since, I've been very clear up front, like, this is what I charge. There's a licensing fee if you are using this for anything commercial. Like, I, I've I've learned the hard way of, mm-hmm. like... Some of those things. So I definitely would say, yeah, be respectful of people's time. Um, make sure if you are on the content creation side, make sure you have that contract. Like, make sure you have a contract. Yep. Um, or anything in written. Like, if Court TV taught me anything growing up, <laughs> to have it written. Have it in writing. Judge Judy would have been ashamed of me, okay? <laughs> but I, uh, I, I have to agree with you there because, I mean, so much of my business is with – corporate stuff and i had to learn that really early it's like if you want to work with corporate bullshit you have to come at them with corporate Corporate bullshit bullshit. yeah and if you i I remember the first time i did a a sponsorship and they (laughs) uh asked to look at my contract for it yeah i i was like oh okay uh i'll i'll have it ready for you next week and they're Uh, like uh bye i went and hired a lawyer (laughs) <laughs> and got it done because I was like, I'm not going to yeah. show up with a Google Doc PDF export of like, here's my terms. Sign, please. Well, was like Because I had to get an actual yeah. legal document. Yeah. And when I sent it over, they said, great, our legal team will review this. Yeah. And that way when it came back and they said, this is great, and they signed it, I was like, I just conducted business. You're an adult, Aaron. <laughs> I'm. I grew up. I grew up. Take that University of Missouri School of Business that didn't accept me. Ayo. Suck it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, HoneyBook is really cheap. Like, get anything. Like, and that's my biggest thing. I used to do these things all the time, and I don't anymore because I just don't have the energy. But um, <laughs> you get what you pay for too. Yeah. Um, I, I always tell people if you pay peanuts, you'll work with monkeys. Oh no no no! What I was getting at was um, like I used to do these things where I would go on Instagram and give free advice. I'd be like, all right, so this is like, don't do this, don't do that. Like, I just don't got time anymore. But um, <laughs> right <laughs> to be quite you don't you don't want to train your competition yeah i mean (laughs) i don't know i don't really view a lot of the photographers in town as competition and i don't say that in a cocky way of like um but i'm such good friends with like other creatives um you have like um i I don't know how to say her last name but her name's Haley. like she was just out with um brett eldridge and like like i i like she told me about like this thing or whatever back at CMA Fest and just the like seeing like her go from like just doing this one thing to like it's just really inspiring like because there are so many artists like you don't have to one person's success doesn't yeah, detract from it, your it own it doesn't negate your own like and Haley's an incredible photographer like, right I'm never going to be like oh she got that and so I didn't get that I no. have to remind myself of that when I see other shows have big artists and I'm like yeah damn I'm 
I'm just nothing. And then I have to go back and remind myself, it's like, no, I've had quite a few great yeah. moments in my professional career yeah. where I know people who are, I don't want to say at a different level than me, but they look at tour stop as like a thing. Yeah. And they see that as success. So yeah. it's like, I it helps humble me. It like checks me and like, even yeah. though I may not have that, I still have something. Yeah, that's, I have something to be proud of. I think that's a, a good thing to also remind people that are new to town. Just because somebody has something that you might may want, there. If you're if you're a creative, like there are millions of artists. Right. There's somebody out there for you. Right. Maybe it isn't the you know Carrie Underwoods or the you know, or the you know Blake Sheldon's or you know like these huge names, but you'll work towards that. Right. Like you're working towards like those bigger names and a lot of you get these... to graduate into the next thing with the person who yeah. might be that guy yeah like you might mu- you may your artist that you are working with now may be the next blake shelton the person who's Miranda paying Lambert. you 50 dollars for yeah. that mini shoot might yeah. all of a sudden have a ten thousand dollar media budget no. <laughs> stuff like that happens i do understand that but also know <laughs> your worth um i'm like i would have done a 50 dollar shoot if somebody would have like right said something before (laughs) and not after i spent two hours of my life well kaylee can you give us some plugs tell people where they can look at your photography and uh, how if they'd like to hire you how they can how they can get a hold of you so um i have social media um you got instagram steffel media and you got will you spell that just in case (laughs) i'll link it in our episode link description but just in case it's s-t-e-f-f-e-l media um if you want to see all my shenanigans it's kaylee m steffel k-a-y-l-e-e-m-s-t-e kaylee's personal instagram is a lot of fun l um yeah sometimes i talk about depression it's fine um and then um tiktok is girl with an icon and i just opened a twitter that is also girl with an icon one because somebody had it in 2012 and hasn't done anything dang screw that and what's your website um it's not up right now um considering (laughs) i drum on about that but um it's stufflemedia.com cool and if you'd like to reach out to Kaylee, she's a wonderful photographer and a great human being. I'm glad to be friends with her. Maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, go on, gas me up, yeah, girl. Yeah, um, so can you, like, can we record that? Oh, wait, <laughs> it is recorded. You're like, can I, can I get a, uh, can I get a print of this? I'd like, I'd like that in writing. <laughs> can I get it on record? Like, on a real record? Oh, this record. is all officially on the record. No, 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 a real record. I want to play it I in want my it house. on a record. <laughs> <laughs> I want to press it in Germany, okay? Well, check out Steffel Media on Instagram. Uh, get in touch with Kaylee. Hire her. Do shoots and all cool things. I need to not eat ramen next year because of Shania Twain. Thank you. <laughs> You can check us out at Nashville Tour Stop on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, if you'd like to uh, follow me personally, I'm at the Aaron Shilb on uh, Instagram, and uh, I I don't post as much as I used to on my Instagram anymore. I'm kind of quiet on there right now. But uh, let's see. You can also uh, leave us a five star review. You can uh, share this with your friends. There's about 300 of you listening every week right now, and we appreciate that a ton. You have no idea how much it means. Like, I told my cousin the other day, he's like, oh, you have a podcast. And I was like, I do have a podcast. Like, we got about 300 listeners. He goes, really? I got He's like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, yeah, you were about to shit talk me, but look at us now. (laughs) So, you guys, thank you for saving me from my cousin. 
And <laughs> let's uh, let's just remind you to subscribe so you can uh, keep up with us every week, whether or not you're on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or wherever you're listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, Kaylee, any last words you'd like to leave our guests with? The. That's what Ye- No, no, no. It's the. The fact that this man has the. His, there we go. Is his Instagram. I have to leave it on giving you crap about something. <laughs> well, you guys, thank you for listening this week. We'll be back here next week with more fun, more shenanigans, likely more beer. Uh, but until then, please remember that all roads will lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. Yeehaw, Yeehaw motherfucker. motherfucker.